This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jason Locke and Fora of the NFL Today on CBS is back on the bench. How you doing, Jason? What's going on, buddy? Hey, so uh, I said earlier that like if I'm Gruden, I know it probably doesn't work out that way, but I was like, I'm not going in there at 5 in the morning when I already know what's yeah. going to happen when I get there. Can't you just call your agent and say, here's yeah. where the, I want him to send the checks? I'm kind of with you, man. You know, I, I, uh, at 5 a.m., I was not feeling great myself. Uh, did not get a good night's rest. And, I mean, he, he's known that his – time was up for quite some time. Honestly, like I reported last January that the owner was interviewing guys, candidates for the defensive coordinator position that was not open yet that Jay Gruden knew nothing about. So like the owner was interviewing Todd Bowles without there even being an opening for a defensive coordinator yet and telling Todd Bowles, hey, and if you want the whole kit and caboodle, like if you want to coach my whole team, it's yours. So, like, do you think Jay Gruden thought he was on solid ground come September? No. And then they refused to trade the left tackle who is telling them and has been telling them since March, hey, guys, I will never, ever, ever, ever play for you again. It's done. I don't trust Bruce Allen. I don't trust your medical staff. It's over. And then they lose, you know, Darius Geis, and they lose Jordan Reed, and – Brandon Sheriff, you know what I mean? Like, what are we even talking about here? So, Jay is in a better place now, and he'll be coaching uh, with the Raiders next year. He'll be running their offense for his brother John in Vegas, just you watch. And he'll be having Dan Snyder pay him $6 million to do that. So, he'll be all right. And you're right. I would 5 a.m. I'd have been like, check, please. You you could fire me by email. I don't care. Yeah. What about uh, all these rumors flying around about Tomlin? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe that. What don't you believe? I don't believe that he would go there to work for those two idiots. I don't know, man. Um, John Gruden got ten years, a hundred million. The situation that Dan Snyder's in right now, his his covenant with his fans is fractured, broken, shattered. There are no Redskins fans buying jerseys, buying T-shirts, buying Gatorades, buying beers. There's nobody in the stands. They have completely tuned him out. Dan Snyder's trying to get a stadium built. He's trying to get a stadium built in downtown D.C., which is incredibly difficult. The, the, his, his, he doesn't have anything else, right? Every other business he's tried has failed. This is it. This is what he has. He has to make this work, and he is as broken as he's ever been. Throwing money and power and titles at Mike Tomlin is not remotely out of the question. In fact, it's exactly what he wants to do. And if you're Mike Tomlin and you've been in in a situation in Pittsburgh where they have a paradigm that's set, right? Personnel, GM is always going to trump coach. Coach not, is not going to pick players. Coach is not going to be 
among the highest paid in the league. Like it, there are just certain things that are never going to happen for him in Pittsburgh that could happen here. You don't go on a yacht with the Roonies on the French Riviera, right? You're not hanging out in Aspen with the Roonies at, uh, you know, uh, the film festivals and everything else going on there. You're not getting picked up in a helicopter and sent all over the world. You know what I mean? You're not getting all the creature comforts. Look, I I never say never in this league, Scotty, and – Look at the Steelers. They gave up a two and a three to move up and get Devin Bush, right? They gave up a one to get Minka Fitzpatrick. They're probably going to be picking in the top five to eight picks, and they're not going to have a first-round pick. And they're going to have Dan Snyder, who's also going to be having a pick in the top ten, saying, hey, 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 what, what can I do to get your attention? Hey, you want my pick? You want another pick a year later? And – Tomlin's got one year left on his deal, and I'm not so sure he does an extension after this one. So Joe Gibbs came back from the dead to coach the Washington Redskins because Dan Snyder put so much money in front of him, he had to take it. Eventually, somebody takes it, and Snyder is dead set on making a splash now. He has to. He has to get a buy-in from his fans some way, somehow. Do you think that, uh, you know, Gruden said that he didn't have any say, uh, and now you're telling me that he's going to give the say to this guy? That, uh, like, he's going to give him total power? He gave it to Shanahan. This is what he does, right? He inherited North Turner. That wasn't very sexy for him, so he went out and got Marty Schottenheimer. And Marty kicked butt in the second half of the year, right? Went from 0-5 to 8-8 with Tony Banks as his quarterback, but Dan wasn't having fun, so he got him out of there. And then he went and hired Spurrier, and Spurrier had no say in personnel other than picking quarterbacks like Danny Werfel. And then that didn't work, so what did he do? He gave Joe Gibbs the entire organization. You've got VP of football operations title. You've got team president title. You've got head coach title. I covered it for the Washington Post. I was there on a daily basis. And then that didn't work, so then he hired Jim Zorn, who nobody else was even hiring as an offensive coordinator. And then that didn't work, so he went back to the big fish model and gave Mike Shanahan everything. You've got final say on personnel. You hire as much, as much staff as you want. Here's your unlimited budget. I'm going to pay you $8 million a year, and you try it. That didn't work. Then what did he do, right? He hired Jay Gruden, a guy who was a nondescript former coordinator. That didn't work. What do you think his next step is? His next step is... I've got to get a face of the franchise guy. I've got to get somebody who can help sell tickets because my product cannot sell tickets and my roster cannot sell tickets, but I need to get a buy-in financially, not just from my fans, but also from the District of Columbia where I'm desperate to get a stadium built. Yeah, and I mean, that all makes sense. I will say this in receipt of that is that none, nothing the guy ever does works. Nothing. I'm not saying it's I mean, literally work. nothing. I'm just saying this is this is how he operates. I, I mean, there, nothing I'm saying is remotely a defense of anything he's ever done, except history always repeats in Washington. And Dan Snyder has a certain mindset. And he, right now, he'll never admit it. He wasn't even out there today, right? He sent Bruce to answer the questions. But he is as much on bended knee. He is as wounded as he's ever been. And he is as scared as he's ever been about the future of that franchise, which tells me, as someone who was in that building for five years, he is as desperate as ever to make something happen. And 
I'm just telling you, he's been fixated on Mike Tomlin for a long time. Let me ask you this. You see, uh, you're down there. You see Lamar Jackson's struggles. Uh, what do you think of, uh, the, in all reality, because like people I heard today saying, oh, this is the, rat, r- the Browns division to win. And then the Browns tonight look like puke. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they are as phony as the day is blue. Because one way, you don't know what you're getting from this team. From one way, there is zero consistency at all. I don't have any faith. All this Super Bowl talk is nonsense. But my question is, Lamar Jackson's starting to show that, like, literally, he can't throw the ball more than 10 yards. I mean, he can't complete a pass. Mm, I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, the Ravens have no defense. They have no pass rush, and they have a secondary that's been whittled thin with injuries. They just signed two linebackers off the street who weren't in the league, and they started this week. Lamar Jackson isn't the problem. I mean, yeah, he threw three picks, but if you watch the game, one was com- was incomplete. I mean, the, the the ground helped the defender make the catch, and somehow on replay that was ruled an interception. And then another one, he threw it right in Mark Andrews' hands. Andrews was getting mugged by, I think it was Mark Barron at the time. There was no call. The ball bounced in the air. It got it got picked off. He He's the fastest, I think, fastest quarterback to 1,000 yards rushing all time. Um, Ravens are top 10. I don't, I don't dispute that he can run the ball. I don't dispute that he can run the ball. My question is, can he throw the ball on anything more than just a dump off? Can he throw the ball yeah. 10 or more yards and complete I mean, it? I, he, I believe he's second in the league in passing touchdowns, and all of them are, I think, at least 11 yards downfield. Many of them are much more. The Brown, he had, I, I believe week one, I mean, it's Miami, but they're in the league. Like, I get it. It's, it, you know, it's, it's not super sexy, but I think he had – Seven completions over 25 yards in week one. He can can throw the ball. Um, I don't think that's a problem at all. And he's not the reason that they're, I say three and two, not that three and two is horrible. Um, No, they won the game. I'll give you that. What do you think of this guy, uh, Baker Mayfield, and the performance he's putting on tonight? I think they don't have an offensive line. And I think Baker is in his own head right now. And, the 49ers have one of the most potent four-man rushes you're going to find in this league, and they are finding a lot of joy with that. And Baker's not setting his feet, and he's not trusting himself, and he's not trusting what's in front of him. And I think when the Browns go up against teams that have a modicum of a pass rush, they're screwed. Now, Baltimore doesn't have a sniff, a whiff, uh, anything close to a pass rush, so he had a lot of joy in the second half last week because – he could take a five, seven-step drop and know I'm going to have one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi before anybody's in my face. That's not going to be his reality when he's playing a lot of teams in the league, and that's when the Browns are going to be in trouble. And at the end of the day, I mean, Cleveland beat Baltimore, so they've got a leg up on them. But Baltimore's got more wins than them right now, and one of these teams is going to win eight or nine games, and the rest of the division isn't going to come close to that. And they're going to get a home playoff game. And once you're in, anything can happen, I guess. But uh, the AFC North, the AFC South right now, for me, leave a lot to be desired, except for the Colts, who I have immense respect for what Frank Reich and Chris Ballard are building there and the way that they've handled adversity. And I don't care if they lost that game last night. I, I still feel like the Colts are a legitimate football team that can go into your backyard and beat you up more than you can beat them up. With Kansas City's injuries, you think that uh, Houston can go in there and beat them? 
No. <laughs> you still think they win even even with all I'm their not, I am not a big Houston Texans guy. I, I, I'm just not. Um, I understand, you know, what took place this, this past weekend and what they did in the second half of that game. But Atlanta is... Is Terrible. They're 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 that's a fraudulent football team right now. I'm sorry. They either completely crapped the bed in the first half or the second half, but they can't put two decent quarters together. Um, so I'm not I'm not remotely ready to crown the Texans. They go one week they're god awful, the next week they're okay. Then they're god awful. Then they look really good. But uh, no, I I think I think the Colts will be the class of that division, and I think only one team from that division is going to the playoffs. And uh, you think the Cowboys are phonies? Yeah. I didn't pick them to go to the. I didn't pick them to go to the playoffs, and I know people were getting carried away with the first three weeks, and you know they're they they look like they're, uh, you know Lombardi's Packers 2.0, but they're not, and the defense certainly is not, and when Dak plays teams that can cover you in man, he's he's got big time problems, and. That game was 31-3, okay? That game was over pretty much at halftime, and he was a big reason why. And he, he's a capable quarterback, and he's a really, you know, good quarterback, and it's a great story, but it, it, they want to go pay him $35 million, He should have taken it 55 yesterdays ago. You know what I mean? He should have taken it before the season started. Right. Uh, I... Any you tell me, Scotty. When when the Cowboys think they're good, and when America thinks the Cowboys are good, in the last twenty five years, have the Cowboys been good? I did. I don't know. I wouldn't give them the money now. Uh, I'm scared to death of that guy now. What I'm seeing, but I still think uh, I still think they're a good team. Uh, and I, I don't know. Like the back to back games with the Saints and this game uh, against the Packers didn't look good at all. Now they get to face the Jets. They'll probably spank them, and everybody will start believing again. Jason, great stuff tonight. Thanks for coming on the bench, brother. Always my pleasure, my man. All right, Jason, locking for This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.